I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ramble Reacts. Manchester United scored three in Copenhagen and Arsenal are on the brink of the knockouts. I'm Marcus Speller. <laughs> I love to do shit on the radio. Hello, everybody. Good to have you uh, with us. Um, we are recording straight after <laughs> FC Copenhagen 4, Manchester United 3. <sighs> Bugger me, Vish. What did you make of all that? You know when um, <laughs> you know when um, clubs go out of business and it's, it's really sad because mm. they're hubs of their community mm. and there's you know, a lot of unemployment and a lot of people, that thing they're attached to just vanishes into thin air. And there's, every now and again, I think it might be all right. It is, like, it is bad. It's very bad. You do get your Saturday weekends back, don't you? (laughs) Occasionally, you know, Wednesday night, you know, it rained a lot today. It would have been nice to be sat in front of a fire, wouldn't it? A different kind of fire. <laughs> I was going to say it, it, an actual, a literal fire, a fireplace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 not, not a dumpster full of entrails uh, being set on fire. Are you? Is it? Is it getting to the point? Do you think then, with you as a Manchester United fan, you're thinking, I could just do without this now. <sighs> no, because then I'd end up watching other people, wouldn't I? I'd still watch football, mm. so I t- it's counterproductive. I, you could take a few years off, you know. 
What, like a sabbatical? Yeah. <laughs> a bit like Landon Donovan did from playing. Yeah, could have a lobotomy as well, you couldn't could, I? Yeah. <laughs> could have a lobotomy. That might be nice. It's always an option. Yeah. Um, well, at least you've got that. You've, you've always got lobotomy, haven't you? That's safe. The lobotomy's <laughs> in the bag. Okay. But anyway, enough of the bollocks. Um, let's get down to it then. So yes, uh, Copenhagen won the game four three, which which I am quite pleased about for selfish reasons. I said earlier on uh, the football ramble uh, on Wednesday morning that I think Copenhagen will have a lovely time and I think they'll win the game. And I'll be honest with you, for the first sort of, well, I don't know how long until Marcus Rashford got sent off, essentially, I thought, oh, that prediction's way off. Because Manchester United were 2-0 up. Old um, Rasmus Hoyland against his old side scored a couple of goals. And Manchester United looked good. I think we got a tweet from somebody saying that 20 minutes where we were all right was probably the best 20 minutes we've had in months. It's not a bad shout, yeah. Mm. There was... um. It was a lot of uh, what United haven't done particularly well. They moved the ball quickly. Um, people were running in late. They were just making good decisions um, without, I suppose, like dawdling on the ball. And that was ultimately how United opened, opened the scoring, really. Like it was a good little cutback onto his left foot from Wan-Bissaka and McTominay making that extra run, you know, and, squ- and playing a really good pass to Hoyland. And then even the counter, like, Quite quick, I thought mm. maybe Garnacho would have squared it earlier, but on replays he took the smart option because that actual avenue to Hoyland was cut off, and by hitting it, you know, to the goalkeeper's far post, Hoyland gets the rebound and two nil. You're, yeah, it, it generally looked pretty good, and you know, your reason for thinking that FC Copenhagen would win is even before this game, even before the red card, before anything got going is. Well founded, really. If you look at how they did last year, you know they held Man City at home, they held um, Dortmund at home as well. Like they're a very good side. Um, you know we saw the Old Trafford as well. But the way United started, I did think. <laughs> no word of a lie. I text my mate this. I did say we we do well to fuck it up from here, and didn't we do well? <laughs> didn't we do well? Yeah. And I, yeah, channeling the, the the spirit of Bruce Forsyth there. Yeah, didn't they do well? Um, I I think like it was astonishing, really. Like, it's it's it again. It's it's the beauty of the game, isn't it? That if, if Manchester United two 0 up, I reckon there would have been a lot of people who would have probably switched that off or switched over to the Arsenal game or one of the other games. Yeah, and gone. Yeah. Oh well, this is yeah, it's fair enough because as a lot of the pundits say, especially the ex Manchester United players say these days. It's Manchester United, you know. It's Manchester United. And yet the argument, and yet the argument for staying on yeah, that channel, well, it is Manchester United. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is Manchester United we're talking about. Uh, yeah, it's almost like the the phrase remains. Mm. It's just the inflection is different. Yeah, I think so. I absolutely. You know, think when you so. see someone walk into a pub, yeah. and they're a bit off, mm. and you're like, you want to get your mate's attention, but you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> just don't don't say anything. Don't laugh. Just just watch. It's Manchester United. Mr. Manchester United has just ordered far too many drinks for himself. Um, he's carrying them all. He's got to carry them all he's, with his hands. He's trying to carry them all with his hands. <laughs> he's done that thing where he's put his hands on the bar and someone's put points on them. You know, <laughs> it's all going to get to happen. Um, yeah, producer Finn uh, did did say, "Look, look, let's let's keep eyes on Copenhagen versus Manchester United." And I was like, "Oh, don't you worry." Don't you worry. I, I am not interested in Arsenal severe tonight, by the way. Um, but it would, again, 
from a neutral's point of view, it was it was it was incredible. Um, so they're two 0 up. They're cruising. Quite frankly, it's looking good. FC Copenhagen not really doing anything. Quite frankly. And then the moment comes when Marcus Rashford gets sent off. Robbie Savage on CoComs was adamant that it was a sending off, whereas the boys in the studio, um, in in the TNT Sports Studio, uh, Owen Hargreaves and Paul Skull, seemed to think it wasn't a sending off. Which, what was your what were your thoughts on on that one? I mean, I thought it was a sending off. I did as well. Um, yeah, I have to say. I mean, it was clearly an accident. Mm. He was trying to plant his foot and shield the ball at the same time. He got it wrong and and. You know, he nearly cracked the guy's ankle. Like, it's yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, in the moment, in the action, because it takes a bit of time to, I suppose, to actually see what's what exactly has gone on. Then you know, it, it's not like, for example, you know, the Destiny Adogi double footed tackle that got him a yellow card mm. on Monday. You know, it's clear from from the outset that like that's just a bad challenge, but. <laughs> But actually, this caused, this actually caused more damage. So, and, and you know, regardless of whether it was, you know, deliberate or not, it's by the by. Really, you got to be in control of yourself, and that kind of excessive force, willful, willful or otherwise, gets punished. And yeah, it kind of, you know, it it did obviously turn the game. But I mean, a lot of times, you know, I I still think Manchester United should have <laughs> held on to that two 0 lead. Longer than how many minutes was it? Mm, it was. It, yeah. it wasn't many, was it? <laughs> no. Yeah. It was, like, so it's about twenty. Well, because of the um, injury time in the first half, yeah, it was about yeah. twenty minutes later that it was it was two two. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I still think United should have should have held on to that at least longer than they did, and in a, you know, in a less slapstick manner than they did. And I suppose we'll go on to talk about the the first handball penalty given against Maguire, but. I mean, fair play to FC Copenhagen. It's one thing for that to happen, but you really got to step it up. And they almost had a bit of a reset, really, didn't they? They almost like, mm. right, come on, let's step out of this. Let let's start putting them under pressure. We we know what they're like, um, and they were generally quite very impressive. I, you know, I thought United were when United were good, they were brilliant, yep. and when FC Copenhagen were good, they were just better. It, it's a funny one because you're right. When Manchester United were good, they were good, and even with ten men. For the most part, in the second half, particularly, yeah, they 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 look pretty good and obviously nudged themselves in front. But the, 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 so so there's there there would be hope there for Manchester United fans to think, well, hang on, we can play like that. But then the hope is dashed to think, oh, but there was all those those other bits in the game. I mean, by the time the first half had, had finished, um, according to um, Statman Dave on on Twitter. Um, Manchester United became the first side to score twice, have a player sent off and concede a penalty in the first half of a Champions League match since Bayern versus Man City in November 2014. So it's been Two a, very good teams. Two very, two good, very teams. good teams. So, you know, exactly. You've got to aspire to something, haven't you? Um, but when the sending off happened, in some games, teams can think, OK, that's pretty good. And it takes a while for that to sink in. Whereas immediately you could you could sense a change. Now, I know they didn't score, you know, two minutes after sending off. It, it took, I think, 17 minutes in, in between. But you, you sensed it. And, of course, when that first goal comes in, it's kind of like, can Manchester United get to half-time at 2-1? Now, now, due to the incident that happened in the, in the crowd, the injury time was, what, 13 minutes, I think. And you thought, you know, there's there's a real chance. And, of course, when that second goal, it's 2-2, 
it's it's all to play for. Manchester United think, flipping neck. Okay, what's going to happen now? But as we just said, they come out in the second half and regain control, and and they they um, they get a penalty themselves. But let's talk about that 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 first penalty, of course, that I've just sort of quickly glossed over. Let's go back to it. The the one that that Maguire was adjudged to have handled. Did you think that was a penalty? Okay, so I, I didn't think either were. I didn't think either were penalties. But I thought Maguire's handball was more handbally than <laughs> FC Copenhagen's handball for yeah. the Fernandez penalty. Um, but the one thing you know, I think Adam Adam Crafton on Twitter made this point that like the handball in the Champions League is, is actually quite consistent. It's just chaotic. Yeah, I felt for Maguire a bit because he straight after that he made a brilliant block. And I was like, there, there's the man. There he is. And you go, oh, no. It's because uh, you know, I mean, it hits off Varane. I, I think basically the referee thought to himself, you've had your one there, lads. Okay. Varane's had one there. And then with Maguire's, you can see what Maguire's trying to do. He's trying to get his arm yeah, on the player yeah. and the ball bounces up. And again, it's n- not always about the intent. Clearly, if the intention is to is to handball, is to scythe down a player, you're going to get a red card, you're going to get a penalty against you. But the fact is the intention may not be there, but the act is there. Rashford nearly snapped the guy's ankle off. Maguire's handled the ball and it stopped it from, from going where it should have been because his hand was out in what we now say is an unnatural position. So... Yes, I can understand from his point of view. He's a feel feel slightly aggrieved, but but ultimately, I think that is a penalty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, whereas you're still thinking, maybe not sure, but you can see how it's been given. Yeah. Yeah. De- definitely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't stress. Not even half an hour has passed since that final whistle went, and poor old Fish has got to die. <laughs> it's hard job being a pundit. Imagine you see on the TV we yeah. criticise them. Good point. You know, I don't. I've never said a bad word about another pundit. I think they do. I think they do a stand-up job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but when you when you go on TV and do your punditry for cricket, it's always before the game, isn't it, or days after. <laughs> Did, did I ever tell you about when I did um, a PLP, a Premier League Productions yeah. um, preview show with Jules? You've mentioned this, before. and it was, and it was me, Jules, um, Glenn Murray, and Emil Heskey. Good lineup. And uh, she starts starts the show. Mm-hmm. I think I'd only done one before, so I'm pretty nervous. She starts the show, and it's got viewers all over the world. Like it's not necessarily shown in the UK, but everywhere else, this this stuff's on. Yeah. And she starts a sh- show with, um, line up, we've got three people on the sofa, so-and-so Premier League goals between them. Vish, how many did you get? Like, <laughs> this is, and this feels like that now. Right. It, like, you know, you're, you're being much nicer to me than, than she ever was uh-huh. and she ever will be, but it, it does it does feel a little bit like that, that I've got to kind of look, look inwards and, you know, my own shortcomings. There, by the grace of God, go I. anecdotes about pubs? <laughs> <laughs> Give you some of those, but, but like, so can I can I throw it to you then? Go on. Like, obviously, you you think it was a penalty, and so what do you think about the FC Copenhagen one? Yeah, I, but I I think this is the, this is the problem, right? With regards to penalties, I still think in a li- a little bit in old money with them. For me, back in the day, I probably wouldn't give that Maguire one. Uh, with VAR and the highlight, the, the rules how they've been highlighted because all VAR does is highlight what's going on, and it's forced yeah. us into thinking, oh, is offside daylight or is it a toenail, right? It, that's what it's done. 
It's highlighted that the rules of the game, unless it's did the ball cross the line, they are open to interpretation. And handballs now are different. They are they are more scrutinised than they have ever been, of course, because of the technology. Yeah. So, um, fifteen, well, not even fifteen, not even go about fifteen years, but you know, before VAR, um, would that Maguire one have been given? Possibly not. If it if it was given, I'd have probably said, ah, oh, no, he's he's not meant it. It's an accidental handball, is what we would say. Um, if it's on the line and it smacks off his hand, even, mind you, even then, I think I think we used to talk about intention. Did he mean to handball? It used to be the, the the debate years ago. Whereas now, as I said earlier, it's was his hand in an in an unnatural position. That's what we're looking at. And being in that situation, if that's my team, and that and, and an, an opposing defender does that, I probably want to see that given as a penalty. And I'm only mm. kind of going with the way things are now. You've got you you know, you've got to um you've got to stay modern, regrettably. Um and <laughs> <laughs> gosh, I miss the nineties. No, uh, you've got to stay you you you've got to go with it. And I think that one was understandable. I mean the look the replays after the match seem to show that Maguire's header hit his own fingers before hitting the, the Copenhagen defender. So that kind of that kind of touches on what you were talking about there in terms of toenails. We're like, we, yeah, we're looking at his fingers now. Yeah, um, grazing the ball. Yeah. So, so that's where we are right now. Um, but of course, when Manchester United do get their penalty, Bruno Fernandes is one of the finest penalty takers. You would say, currently operating in the Manchester area and beyond. <laughs> I think I've I've done him a disservice there. Smacks it away. Manchester United three two up. Uh, they go off into the corner to celebrate. Garnacho shushes the crowd. Who, uh, Good. Good boy. Well, no, to be fair, actually, <laughs> I did think that was fair because there was a t- when Bruno Fernandes was trying to take that corner and there was objects raining down on him, I was like, come on, lads. This is ridiculous. Yeah. One of the Copenhagen players had to go over there and go, look, please, like, can we get on with the game? This is, the- you are grown adults. This is pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Anyway, as a by the by. There's, there's every chance we're winning this. Don't mess it up. <laughs> exactly. Like, you're, you're, you're only spoiling your own fun, sort of thing. But, um, Three two, and Manchester United again looked in control. Yeah, the because I thought yeah. to myself when Rashford went when Rashford was sent off, I thought, oh, we're going to see a lovely juicy high line like Spurs did. Because I was saying to you when when Spurs went down to nine, they played that high line. You and Luke were, and others have been quite critical of that high line. I like the Tottenham faithful loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I did love it. I don't oh, know. I, you yeah, say that I, now. I, no, no, I did love it, but I was just like, it gives you more opportunity to. You know, it gave Chelsea more opportunities to go and go and go. And I suppose we it saw... did, but it also kept Spurs you're, you're... in the game and Spurs created two yeah. very good chances and could have yeah. got something out of it. But the, but anyway, the point is, I thought, here we go. We're going to see something quite chaotic and this is going to be great. And yes, we did get that, but that was almost despite of Manchester United's efforts because when they went 3-2 up, they looked good again. They looked composed. Yeah. They looked like they knew what they were doing. And again, this is an away trip in, in the Champions League. No games are easy in the Champions League unless, you know, it's your Man City at home playing young boys or something like that, you know. So when Manchester United score that third, you must think to yourself, this is more like it because, Fish, this is Manchester United. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did well to, you know, like reattain their lead and also just like reassert themselves a bit. I thought they looked, yeah, they genuinely looked quite comfortable. Like Amrabat coming on at half time. Mm. Um, you know, offered a degree of 
um, stability there, and it felt like they, it felt like everyone knew what they were doing. And even, you know, I, I suppose a lot of the talk recently has been about Ten Hag and his future and stuff like that. And you know, the biggest tell is always, always the players. Now, obviously, it doesn't bode particularly well that there's a Sancho situation going on. Um, you know, he had to um, reprimand mm-hmm. Marcus Rashford at the end of last week. Well, does Rashford make that challenge if he hadn't gone out and celebrated his birthday? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. Mm. How I, I'm trying to work out how the so if he didn't celebrate his birthday, yeah. he wouldn't have he wouldn't have done it. So just he been wouldn't... a bit more focused, maybe. Celebrate yeah. another birthday. You'll have loads of them. Yeah. You can only celebrate birthdays once you've retired. <laughs> do you think? Do you think what happened was when he went to plant his foot, his birthday, his little birthday hat <laughs> came over his eye. You know, sometimes it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just slowly creeps to the front of your head. Yeah, I think I think in his mind he had like one of those little party things, and it went <laughs> off. He was like, "I'll be." Oh no, I've missed you. Yeah. So the point the point I was making basically was, you know, you learn a lot about players' behaviour about how much they trust the manager mm-hmm. and say what they adhere to his instructions yep. and his system and stuff like that. And you know, by and large, it looked like. They do still kind of believe in in what he's doing, which is which is quite important. Like mm. I'm not a Ten Hag out guy, um, but yeah. So it felt like they were doing a lot of good things again in that second half when they're down to ten men, and the issue comes when they're kind of dropping back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble.
they played uh, in the same play style as Queen's Park Races. You um, don't have to do that because then you please Queen's Park Races. Ten Hag, he, he went straight down the tunnel at full time. He, he obviously looked a bit annoyed. But then he, he has looked like that for the vast majority of the time that he's had at Manchester United, certainly this season. There was a lovely moment, though, when the cameras um, switched to the Manchester United bench when the penalty was given. And Steve McLaren was there, and he had a little smile on his face. And it's one of those things that I I don't know why, but I forget sometimes he's at the club. It was either that that fan who pops up at all those all those World Cup events and so on, if you remember him, or Steve McLaren. I think it probably is Steve McLaren, though. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Steve McLaren. Yeah, one of them is definitely Steve McLaren, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, don't, we don't know which one at this point. But anyway, we think it was old McLazer on the bench who had a nice little smile, which was, which was delightful, quite frankly. But I think your points about Ten Hag are probably fair. I don't think his job's in trouble, but if they go out of the Champions League... They could even not get Europa League football. That would be quite damning. That would be quite damning indeed because they are bottom of the group, Manchester United. They played Galatasaray away from home and then Bayern at Old Trafford on the last um, match day of of this round, of course. It's interesting. I mean, it's probably good, as I say, that Manchester United are playing Bayern on the final day at home. I say good, but Bayern will be qualified by then and you would expect them to, to rest people. I mean, you look at the group, you know, Bayern are top easy peasy and then uh, you know with 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 four wins out of four and then you've got Copenhagen on second on four points Galatasaray third on four points Manchester United fourth on three points I mean bloody hell that is a bit of a stinking group isn't it you think come on lads does nobody want it yeah United conceded 11 goals in four games as well um which is he's he's definitely not good no no um it's funny I, I think you'd prefer to face Bayern in the middle game, mm. actually, so rather in the next game, so that you'd have a chance of Copenhagen and Galatasaray to take points off each other going into yeah, but it could be it could be all over then. One. But think about it, because Copenhagen, if Copenhagen... Yeah, no, no, definitely, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, to, that, by the way, true, to yeah. put Manchester United's Champions League campaign in, you know, in a bit of perspective with those three points, that's two more points than Celtic have got. <laughs> that's all I'm yeah. going to say. It's a good. It's a, it's a, it's a, Marcus, that's a really good point. Two more, points, really that, two more points than young boys. Okay. Sorry to. Well, the, uh, the, well, the, the, the kind of interesting thing in this really you is. You disgust me, Vish. The best, um, the best hope of you. And I played Copenhagen twice. Sorry. Yeah. I'm really. Yeah. I'm, this is harsh. I'm sticking the boot in. That's not fair. <laughs> well, no, no. It's, it's fine. It's, it's, it's justified. It's warranted. But um, the point I was going to make was that. Um, like realistically, United's best hopes of next season's Champions League mm. is finishing third and trying to win the Europa. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it is, and it's like obviously, once you get into that way of thinking, particularly as a club, yeah. when you're just focused on qualifying for the Champions League, that's when you that's when you're at your worst. Well, really, okay. like Arsenal went through it. Arsenal went through it a bit. Mm-hmm. There was also that situation. With Spurs, with the do you remember that with the with Milan, um, mm-hmm. you know their last Champions League game when Conte just didn't go for it at the end when they were like, yeah. oh, you know, like it we, do, it was awful. we need to focus on the league, yeah. But what you said there about Manchester United's best route back into the Champions League, assuming they go out of it at the end of this first round, that it, oh, it could be like obviously sort of slightly jokey, but you're slightly serious as well. I mean, if that is the case. 
I, I, sort of, I think at this stage it might be it's slightly premature, but only slightly, is Eric Ten Hag's future. Like, at some point, you're going to have... People will say, oh, but well, who else? Who else? Well, someone else, someone who's better, someone who clicks with the players more, someone who's got ideas that are going to work. You know, do you, if this doesn't seriously change around soon, then surely, like, will they roll the dice into the new year? Well, I mean, if you look at the... So the next few games, there's Luton at home, Everton away, the Galatasaray game we've mentioned, yeah. and then they've got a St. James's Park. Right. And then they've got Chelsea. We don't really know what Chelsea are, to be honest. They've got Bournemouth at home, then the Bayern Munich game, and they've got Liverpool, huh. and then West Ham, and then Villa on Boxing Day. So you can, you know, you can look at those fixtures and yeah. basically come up with a point where... Let's say after the Galatasaray game, mm-hmm. before the Newcastle game, they say everything's fine, and then after the Newcastle game, say mm-hmm. on the, which is on the second of December, they turn around and say, "Look, um, you know, we give them a, a vote of confidence." By which point, there were already conversations in the media about, "Oh, um, United, some United representatives have travelled to X to talk to Y, that kind of stuff." Like. Mm-hmm. I mean that stuff. Some of that stuff is already filtering through now. I don't know how um, how reliable that information mm. is, um, but it's, you know certainly you know people journalists have been in this situation before with Manchester United, and they tend to know a who to talk to, but b when to pull the pin on that kind of stuff. Yeah, or pull the cord. Um, so yeah, like you're right. It, it, we could be, you know, November's huge. By the end of the month, we could be mm. having this conversation about. Oh, but you know, when, when is it going to happen? Is it going to yeah. be the next game? Is it going to be this game? Like, yeah, it's a, it's a very very important couple of weeks coming up. A, a lot of people have been making the point also that none of the big recent signings started tonight. Anthony, Mason Mount, um, Amrabat, you know, and uh, these these were players. In, the, the first two in particular, well, these are players meant, two, to come yeah. in, meant to come in and and do something. Again, when Mason Mount comes on, I'm like, oh yeah, there's Mason Mount. You know, I. <sighs> I, I I just I can't see this improving anytime soon, and I would worry for Manchester United if I was concerned about them. Vish, yeah, I, I know what you mean. It kind of feels like if there's, it it doesn't really look like changing. Like, um, you know, I didn't watch the Fulham game on the weekend and think, mm. oh yeah, there's some green shoots here. Weirdly, there were moments today where I did think there were green shoots. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know. Luton at Old Trafford, like is that if they win that, it's it's not United are back, is it? That Everton game could be quite awkward for them. Um, I'm kind of glad for the international break now, weirdly. Oh um, but Vish, but, but, it's Manchester right. United. <laughs> yeah, but and I suppose like in, in that vein, it's it might take in the way that it has with previous managers, it might take that one big result in that one big game for them to drop everything and be like, right, he's sacked. You know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I... there are some on the horizon there, so yeah. Who knows? Who knows, everybody? Um, we must mention Arsenal beating Sevilla 2-0 and Arsenal are on the brink of qualifying for the knockout stage of the Champions League, which, you know, it's a big achievement for Arsenal, of course, uh, assuming that they do do that, which we would all expect them to do. Um, a professional job at home beating Sevilla in European competition is always pleasing, let's be honest. I know Sevilla... In, in, in terms of La Liga could sort of come and go and I know that obviously 
they are always trying to finish third in their group in the Champions League. <laughs> Just give us that Europa League, damn it all. Um, but, it, but, it, but it is a good win for Arsenal. They did it without too much of a fuss as well. They did it with Leandro Trossard starting as a number nine um, in the game with uh, Jesus and, and Ketia both injured. So, I, you know, considering a lot of the nonsense that's been surrounded Arsenal, whether you think that's nonsense of their own doing or nonsense with regards to refereeing decisions, this was probably just the tonic, do you think? Yeah, like a, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Like a, a comfortable meal of a game. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's only fine, spaghetti like, bolognese, but it's good spaghetti bolognese. Yeah, it's like, you know, warm-hearting, mm. you know, back of the Emirates. Mm-hmm. As you say, a win that gets them a little bit... A little bit closer to the la- to the next stage of the Champions League, and it's everything feels a bit more chilled than it did say twenty four hours ago. Mm. But so Saka limping off though, that's interesting. Well, yes, I I'm mean, probably precautionary because uh, who knows? He got but... a bit of treatment in the game. Um, yeah, and, and you know you, you understand that obviously he's a very effective player, and they're going to do that. But it's a bit of a shame when you when you see that, especially when he's one of. Um, Gareth Southgate and England's gorgeous boys, yeah. but he came he knew up. This was, knew this was coming. <laughs> Come on, um, it, it, don't blame me. Give him the credit for, for for playing his way into the team. He scored a lovely goal, is what I was trying to say. A lovely chop, even though he was slightly off balance, and the, it was a little bit George Ware with the ball sort of bobbled around a little bit, and then the precise finish. But if you're a defender, it's like don't let him get on his left. But then it's easier said than done. Yeah, we said it before that he has that kind of Robin-esque, Arjun Robin-esque quality rather than Batman and Robin, yep. or even a Robin Redbreast type quality of um, just somehow always doing it. You know, As you say, you know what he's going to do, but hard, it's hard enough to stop it. Well, but then he can also go outside as well, Saka, and we saw for the Trossard go how how devastating Arsenal can be in those quick moments. The ball from Jorginho is a beauty. But that's the thing. When you have a player like Jorginho and he links with Saka, who's then ready to square, it all happens in just a second. Whereas he, mm. he's got the ball... And it's I think in Argentina they call it la pausa, don't they? The pause. Which yes, is not... Yeah. I, I know that's something slightly different because that would be a traditional sort of number 10, a one Roman Raquelme type, playing the striker in on goal. So again, slightly different. But if you will, Jorginho has it. Just waits a moment. He goes... And there's my man, and pops it through beautifully. And it's a case of when that pass is made, you know it's going to be a goal unless it's a dreadful or a dreadful miss, because it it puts it right onto where Saka wants, and all Saka has to do is find someone who's who's surely going to be in that position. And Trossard, who's not a number nine as we know, looks at that and thinks, "Cool, blimey! All I've got to do is just get into that little area there, and I've got a tap in." And it, well, I tap it. He, he had to finish it properly, but it was it was a great finish. And that type of play, when Arsenal produce that kind of stuff, it is Pep Guardiola Man City esque. Yeah, yeah. They've, I mean, they've done it a few times, but yeah, I know what you mean. It, it's kind of it's their it's a reliable set play for them, isn't it? Yeah. It's like if you don't cut that off, they'll they'll just kill you with it straight away. And mm. yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they kind of emerge from, as you say, like. The, the cloud of the weekend and the cloud of their own making, which evidently the club wants to take further on. And it was discussed a bit on uh, on Wednesday's ramble. But yeah, like you, you want to get through that with the results, don't you? And hope, I suppose, from, from Arsenal's perspective, hoping you're not on the, the end of other VAR decisions. But um, yeah, a pretty good start, as you said, given, given what they've come out of. Indeed. Vish, I think you've earned another cigarette. 
Okay, we're going to end here. I'm actually out. So if you want to, so this this evening, what, out has about? Gone, uh, gone, no, no, I'm out of cigarettes. Yeah, it's gone terribly. We should say as well very that, quickly that smoking is bad for your health and it's a horrible habit. That um, and also Rooney Bargy, who got the goal mm. for you know, got the winning goal Rooney. for Copenhagen. Yeah, so he's only 17 as well. Yeah. Um, from Syrian parents, um, Swedish international. Well, sorry, age group international, but apparently like Chelsea are after him, so that's a handy 700 million. FC Copenhagen can um, is, it, is it up to 700 it's, million it's about 700 million now yeah which I think gets you one decent night out in Copenhagen so it's <laughs> good for them yeah it? but a remarkable story though and, and uh, he's got himself yeah. a collector's item there excellent stuff alright everybody thank you very much for listening to today's Ramble React I'll be back on Friday for the preview show with Luke, Jim and Pizza do not miss that in the meantime find us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram and YouTube at Football Ramble and remember to subscribe on your podcast app. And if you're not a Patreon subscriber, but you do wonder what we get up to and Ramble Uncut, there is a little five-minute preview on there. So do check us out on Twitter for that. There we are. Thank you very much, Vish. Thank you. And thank you very much, Copenhagen. We'll see you soon. <laughs>